If you would turn with me, please, to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews, the seventh chapter, and verse 8. Hebrews 7, 8. It says, Here men that die receive tithes, but there he receives them of whom it is witnessed that he lives. Here men that die receive tithes, but there he receives them of whom it is witnessed that he lives. I want to believe God, and I would ask you to believe with me this morning, and we'll see if we need to go further next week with it, and we'll just see what the Lord says to us. But to talk about tithing today. <laughs> Do you feel that overwhelming response there? <laughs> And I believe I have a directive of the Lord. I believe it to be very significant. One thing is we need to make some corrections. A lot of folks need to make some corrections in their finances. And we don't need to wait. It's an answer to why some have struggled so much and come up short. And before we're done... There's a part I need to correct. And we'll get to that part at the right time, but some things that uh, I was wrong about. And uh, I'll, <laughs> you got quiet on that one too. <laughs> uh, I'll let you know about that at the right time and way. <laughs> but uh, me and you need to make sure we got it right. What do you think? Let's make sure we got it right. And that we're doing what he told us to do. And how many believe if we get it right and honor him, what's going to happen? What's going? He will honor us. It will affect us. It will impact us directly and immediately. So let's pray and release our faith. How about it? Father, in the name of Jesus, we agree together as touching this, asking you for utterance. Asking you for the anointing. Uh, we, we can't see it and know it unless you show it to us. But Lord, we know you're faithful and we know it's your will. And so we're asking you, open our eyes and our ears and our heart and our mind. Help us to see what we've not seen. Understand what we've not understood. And if we've let something slip, remind us of it. And we purpose not to be forgetful hearers, but to be doers of what you say in Jesus' name to your glory. Amen. Amen. Say it out loud, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the Word of God. He said, Here men that die receive tithes. He says that in the present tense. There he receives them, present tense, of whom it is witnessed that he lives. Is this tithing in the New Testament? Is Hebrews in the New Testament? Is Hebrews? In the New Testament. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back up with me to the sixth chapter. Let's read this whole passage because it's very significant. And really, you got about three chapters here in the New Testament in the book of Hebrews that's dealing with this subject. Now, that's a lot of precious New Testament real estate to be giving to something that's no longer applicable to us. <laughs> 
as many would have us believe. <laughs> you ready for some fun in here today? <laughs> I got excited and lost my place here. Luke 6.13. All right, Luke. Hebrews. Are y'all believing for me? Are y'all... You need to reach your hands out here and say, Lord, help Brother Keith. Help him. Verse 13. When God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Now that tells you, that lets you know, there ain't nobody else out there <laughs> bigger than God and as great as him. <laughs> and verse 14. He said, surely... Blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply you. Does that sound like increase? In every, not just financially, in every way. Every way. Surely, blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply you. Let's keep reading for several verses here. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. A lot of things don't happen by the end of the week. They don't happen by the end of the year. They don't happen in three years or five. You've got to stay with it. Long term. You don't try it for a little while and then quit. You do it. And you do it until. I've been been standing on that for X amount of time. Well, glory to God, you're closer to it now than you've ever been. Don't quit now. Right? (laughs) 16. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife, wherein God willing more abundantly to show to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters into that within the veil. Whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made and high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. How many would agree that Jesus is currently, present tense, our high priest? You don't get any more New Testament than this. And we're told that he is a high priest after the order of what? Melchizedek. And we're going to keep reading, but he gives verse after verse after verse here in chapter 7 and on into chapter 8 talking about this. And why bring this up? Because Jesus is not a priest after the order of Aaron, which was the priesthood under the Mosaic law. Jesus is not a priest after that order. He is a priest after the order of Melchizedek, of whom we're not given much detail. But what little detail we are given of the Melchizedek, you know what it's concerning? Tithing. I said tithing. What little we're given about him was in connection with tithing. Let's keep reading. Chapter 7, verse 1. For this Melchizedek, 
king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. He did what? Blessed him. him. What did we just get through reading about Abraham? God made promise to Abraham. What did he say? Surely blessing, I will bless you. Is there a lot in the Bible about blessing? And with a whole lot of people in modern times, it doesn't mean a thing. I mean, it's like what they say after somebody sneezes. Bless you. What what does that mean to them? Not a thing. Not a thing. What does that mean? But to God, blessing means something. It's real. It is a release of power. When God says, I bless you, increase, multiply, prosper, succeed. In that word is empowerment. It's like when Jesus told Peter, come. Well, he couldn't come till he told him. But when he told him, was there power in that word to give him faith to step out and the power to cause it to come to pass? There's no word of God void of power. And so God's word of blessing is empowerment, enablement to prosper, to increase, to succeed. If you're blessed in doing a thing, you're not doing it on your own. You're not just doing it on in your own strength. You have divine enablement. <laughs> and you need to acknowledge it on a regular basis. When something goes so super and so great and you were at the right place at the right time and it just came together and people go, man... How'd you do that? Man, you're good. Man, you say, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I had help. The Lord blessed me. Is that right? He blessed me in it. And the blessing brought me favor. And the blessing brought me strength. And the blessing helped me to increase and get it done and succeed. Anybody in here interested in the blessing, the empowerment, the enablement of the Lord? Well, the priesthood is involved in the blessing. And it's in response to people honoring God. Melchizedek was priest of the Most High God. Now what you have to remember is this is long time before the law. This is ancient time. There's no Moses. There's no Ten Commandments. There's no Old Testament. There's no Bible at all. But there was a priest of the Most High God. Long before Aaron ever lived. Long before the Aaron priest or the Levites. None of that existed. That's to come much, much, much later. How did they have a priest? Where'd he come from? How do you know he was a priest? And here's a big one. How did Abraham know how to tithe? Where'd he get it? Where did he get it? And why did he do it? 
Now you hear a lot of people say, well, you know, tithing is under the law. And that shows their ignorance of the scriptures. Tithing was long, long before the law. Abraham is the father of faith. Not only did he tithe before tithing existed in any organized fashion, he had faith before the law. (laughs) He lived by faith. Before the coming of Jesus, there were no faith seminars to go to. (laughs) There were no word churches or word schools. How did Abraham learn how to have faith? How did he learn how to do that? Personal relationship with God. He got it personally from God. Who also taught him to tithe. Pre-law. Pre-prophets. Pre-everything. Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings, blessed him. This is very significant. What was the Melchizedek's role in this? You really only see two basic things that Melchizedek did that we have any record of. Two things that he did. He received tithes and he blessed Abraham. And this is a forerunner of our high priest. Do we have a high priest? Our current, present high priest, is he a priest after the order of Melchizedek? Wonder how many people you'd get to agree and say, well, our high priest blesses us today. Well, why remove the tithing part? Why take that out? If he's after the order of Melchizedek and tithing is done away with, that messes up the type. Because that's part of the thing that Melchizedek did. He received the tithes and he blessed Abraham. Somebody say received tithes and blessed. That's what Melchizedek did. And Jesus, our high priest, is a priest, like Melchizedek, right? So are we going to say he's a priest like Melchizedek, but he doesn't do what Melchizedek did? That's done away with. That's what people are saying. Keep reading. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, did he tithe? And he gave the tenth to Melchizedek, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace, without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abides a priest continually. We have no record of his uh, lineage, and he certainly had nothing to do with Aaron, because that was long before Aaron came on the scene. Now consider how great this man was under whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. Was Abraham a tither? Yes, Yes, he was. His son was a tither. 
He got that from his father. But where did Abraham get it? He didn't get it from the law. The law didn't exist. There were no Ten Commandments. How many understand we need to get this straight? People say, well, tithing's under the law. Again, that shows ignorance. Tithing predates the law. Just like Abraham having faith predates the law. And you got to watch about saying tithing's no more. Well, what about faith? You going to say Abraham's not an example to us? See, folks like to pick and choose. Oh, yeah, I'm of the seed of Abraham. But I don't tithe, no. That's passed away. Ah, yeah. Didn't you not as much seed of Abraham as you thought? Abraham believed God long before the revelation of the just shall walk by faith. He got it from God personally. It was a a, a revelation of what was to come past the law. He also tithed long before there was any law or commandments. And he did it because same place he got his faith. He got it from God. I said he got it from God. And it's not that he didn't do it to be justified in the eyes of the Lord. He did it out of honor. I said he did it out of honor. And the response was for God to bless him through his high priest. And millions of Christians are trying to tell us that's been done away with. That's not for us nowadays. Honoring God's not for us nowadays. Having a priest after the order of Melchizedek is not for us nowadays. Although it's all in the book of Hebrews here in the New Testament. Being blessed by your high priest is not for us nowadays. No, it's confusion. It's confusion. You do know that much of the church world does not tithe. Just a fact. Much of the church world does not tithe. And people have all kind of reasons for it. And one of the biggest ones is we're talking about right now. People say, well, that's just Old Testament. They don't usually say Old Testament. (laughs) That's under the law. That's all. That's not for us nowadays. And uh, there's some dishonesty to that. Because the truth is, a lot of folks don't care. They're not going to do it no matter what. (laughs) They don't care how many scriptures you'd show. They're not going to do it. It's it's not about scripture. It's about they're looking for justification of what they're not doing. And so there's dishonesty to it. And uh, we're not about any condemnation this morning. But do you want to know the truth? What will the truth do for you? It'll make you free. We're tithers around here. Phyllis and I are tithers personally. Faith Life Church is a tithing church. More Life Ministries is a tithing ministry. And a lot of folks in this church are tithers. I know a lot of folks are not. So how you know? I just know it in my spirit. 
I purposely don't look at the giving records. I don't know personally what you give. I don't want to know. I know the big numbers at the end of the quarters and seasons and that kind of thing. I mean year, but uh, it's not my business. Try to keep up with you. But I know this. If you honor God, I said if you honor God, he will honor you. And I care about you. And I don't want you to struggle financially. I said I don't want you to struggle financially. I want you to have the blessing of the tither. And I want you to have the protection of the tither. Didn't Malachi talk about the Lord would rebuke the devourer for your sake? And when you say I don't believe in that. That's not for us. That's passed away. Well then uh, the blessing is not for you. And the protection is not for you either then. And I'm not trying to talk you into anything. You don't need to do anything because of trying to comply with what you think I think. You need to get it for yourself in this book. That's why we're going through scriptures. And just open your heart real wide. And this is not about you tithing to the church. It's about you tithing to God. Big difference. Big difference. Are you ready to keep going? The Bible said, verse 4, Now consider how great this man was unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. I want to remind you where we're reading. Where are we reading? In the New Testament. Right? New Testament. Are we reading about tithing? Tithing? In the New Testament. Just want to make sure on that. Consider how great this man was to whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. And verily they that are of the sons of Levi, who received the office of the priesthood, have a commandment to take tithes of the people according to the law, that is, of their brethren, though they come out of the loins of Abraham. For he whose descent is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham and blessed him that had the promises. Sit out loud. Receive tithes. And blessed him. him. That's what Melchizedek, the high priest of God, did. He received tithes. And he blessed him. He blessed him. And without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. The greater. And here, men that die receive tithes. But there... He receives them of whom it is witnessed that he lives. Do we have a high priest today? What kind of high priest is he? He's not a high priest after the order of Aaron. We're not justified by keeping the law. And we're not justified and clean by the offering of the blood of animals through the Aaronic priesthood. We're not. Which is why Jesus is not a high priest after the order of Aaron. But he is a high priest like somebody else was. Melchizedek. Who was the high priest of God long before Aaron and Moses. And here men that die receive tithes. Is that past tense or present tense? But there he receives them of whom it is witnessed. That he lives. Does Jesus live? Is he alive today? Do we have a high priest right now? What kind of high priest is he? 
like Melchizedek. Well, what did Melchizedek do? You can, you can come up with all kind of stuff that you imagine, but from the scripture, the only thing we could really say is that he received tithes and blessed him. Thank you, Lord. As I may also say, Levi also who received tithes, paid tithes in Abraham. He was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. Boy, there's a lot we don't know. <laughs> if therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron? For the priesthood being changed, there's made of necessity a change also of the law. The priesthood changed. Tithing didn't. I said the priesthood changed. Tithing hasn't changed. For he of whom these things are spoken pertains to another tribe of which no man gave attendance at the altar. It's evident our Lord sprang out of Judah, of which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood. It's yet far more evident that after the, the similitude of Melchizedek, there arises another priest who's made not after the law of a carnal commandment, but after the power of an endless life. For he testifies, you are a priest forever. In a specific way. After the order of Melchizedek. What kind of priest was Melchizedek? What did he do? The only record we have of what he did was he received tithes and he blessed Abraham. (laughs) Now is our high priest Jesus, is he a different priest from Melchizedek? That's what people are saying. Or is he the same kind of priest doing the same kind of things after the order of Melchizedek? Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Keep reading. For there is verily a disannulling of the commandment going before for the weakness and unprofitableness thereof. For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by the which we draw near to God. And inasmuch as not without an oath he was made priest, for those priests were made without an oath. But this with an oath by him that said to him, now this is talking about Jesus, the Lord swore and will not repent. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Is this significant? We've heard it repeated, right? Jesus is a priest. The high priest of God forever. And he's a priest like Melchizedek was after the order of Melchizedek. Keep reading. By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament. Hallelujah. And they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. They kept changing out every generation because they died. But this man, talking about Jesus, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. What kind of unchangeable priesthood? After the order of Melchizedek. Unchangeable. 
Now the Aaronic priesthood and the law was changed. But it was the type of priesthood Jesus is to us today was foreshown, foreshadowed by Melchizedek. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever lives to make intercession for them. For such a high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. Who needs not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered up himself. For the law makes men high priests which have infirmity. But the word of the oath which was since the law. Somebody say since the law. Makes the son who is consecrated forevermore. Say it out loud. I have a high priest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. After the order of Melchizedek. Are we the children of Abraham? If we had the time. We could go to Romans 4. And go through it by detail. And go to Galatians 3. And do those passages tell us. That we are the children of Abraham. That just like he had faith. And was justified for his faith. Is that as current as you can get right now. New Testament. We have faith. And we're justified by our faith. And Abraham learned that directly from God long before Moses and the Ten Commandments and the law. What else did Abraham learn long before the law? He learned how to give the tenth of it all to the high priest. And he learned how to receive (laughs) the blessing when he did. And was he blessed? He had silver. He had gold. He had so many employees and camels and donkey and sheep that the land couldn't hold them. Is it true or not? And not only all that, he had the desire of his heart. When him and Sarah couldn't have a child, they had one. They had to stand and believe God, but they had it. And God's bringing it to pass that Abraham's seed is like the sand on the seashore and like the stars in the sky. We're a bunch of them right here. Well, Abraham's seed ought to act like Abraham. They ought to believe like Abraham. They ought to obey like Abraham. They ought to honor God like Abraham. And they ought to tithe like Abraham. Now, I know a lot of folks will fuss with this and they'll find reasons not to do it. But like I said, some of these folks are just dishonest. It wouldn't make any difference how clear it was in the word. They're not going to do it. So it's not about the word. To them, it's about money. And this again, let me say it again. This is not about you tithing to this church. This is about you and me. Tithing to God. Hallelujah. And bringing our tithe to our high priest. Hallelujah. Our high priest. And him receiving our tithes. And then what happens? Come on. Then what happens? Him empowering us, enabling us to increase and succeed and prosper because we're blessed. And the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and he adds no sorrow to it. (laughs) If I wasn't a tither, I'd be changing right now. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be repenting right now. (laughs) 
Go back to Genesis, please. And let's look at the only scripture we have that I'm aware of right now about Melchizedek. Genesis 14. How many know if we just got this one thing settled in us, it'd be huge, wouldn't it? I have a priest, a great high priest, passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God. He's there between me and the Father. Hallelujah. Represents the Father to me, represents me to the Father. Hallelujah. Ever lives to make intercession. That's not talking about prayer. Intercession is a legal term. It'd be like another word is used in the scriptures, mediator. He represents us. Thank you, Lord. At the throne. Somebody say, I have representation (laughs) in the highest place. (laughs) At the throne, I have representation. (laughs) And when we do the things that we're supposed to do, our high priest has authority from the throne to bless us. How many think it's no small thing? To have his enablement and empowerment in your life and on your life down here day to day as we live, as we go. We desperately need it. Hallelujah. And with it, the things that were so difficult become easy. And the things that were impossible become possible. With enough grace, with enough help, with enough blessing, you can do anything. You can receive anything. It doesn't get too big. But you need his help. You need his blessing. How many would raise a hand and say, I know I need his help. I know I need his blessing. I'm not enough on my own. I know I need it. In uh, Genesis 14, it starts out telling about how these kings got into a war. These are multiple kings, multiple armies. Basically, the whole country was engulfed in war, and this is where Abraham was living, and this is where his nephew, Lot, had moved to Sodom. They were all there, and there's war all over the country. And uh, verse 8, it tells about how that they came and and joined the battle, and they had war. And verse uh, 10, uh, the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled and fell there. So they were defeated. And verse 11, they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their victuals and went their way. So Sodom and Gomorrah were great cities of the day. You know, it'd be like some of our greatest cities in our country today. They were highly populated and they were advanced and civilized for the time. And they took Lot, Abraham's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom, and his goods, and departed. How many think Lot shouldn't have been living there? And when you go where you're not supposed to be, bad things happen. Was this the will of God? For him and his family to be taken and all their stuff? No, no. But when you get out of the will of God, you get out from under the protection of God. And things can happen to you. And God's not doing it to you. You're just in a place out of his will where you're not protected. How many want to be under the shadow of the Most High? Well, then we need to make sure that we're where we're supposed to be. Go where you're sent. Stay where you're stationed. Stay in your place, right? 
Because that's a safe place. That's a protected place. That's, that's a prosperous place. You know, you can't just measure prosperity in dollar bills. It was, well, I'm only making so much money. Yeah, well, how much are you not losing? <laughs> Besides that, who said you couldn't make more where you are? Right? But so many times people are not thinking straight. We had a testimony just recently. Uh, maybe you heard it, but some folks said that they, they jumped up and they moved the other side of the country for a more glamorous job and a more high-paying job, and they left the place in the ministry that they had. And they talked about how bad it went. Everything went bad. Why? They're out of their place. And that glamorous job uh, turned into nothing. And then they had all these other expenses and problems. Being in the right place is where your protection and your prosperity is. And a lot of your prosperity is in what you don't have to spend. The sicknesses you don't have. The lawsuits you don't have. The divorces you don't have. Come on, Elis. The accidents that you don't have. On and on and on and on. There's a lot of us standing right here. We don't know how prosperous we are. Because of all the stuff we hadn't had to shell out and pay out and go through in the past year and two and five and ten. Because when you're supposed to be, you're where you're supposed to be, you're protected. That's a big part of your prosperity. Big part of your prosperity. And uh, the Bible said that they took Lot, his brother's son, and all his goods, and they left. And usually, that would have been the end of it. I mean, Lot and his family, they're never going to see their stuff again. And they're never going to see each other again. They'd have been split up, sold as slaves, and the people would have pocketed the money. That would have been the end of it. 999 times out of 1,000, that's what happened. But... Lot had some relatives. One in particular who knew God, knew how to believe God, who was a tither. (laughs) Uncle Abram. (laughs) Uncle Abe. Don't you think? After, I don't know if they were in chains or if they were separated or if they had witnessed horror and abuse and killing and who knows what all they had. This is war. Don't you know when they saw Uncle Abram coming, they were happy. Don't you think they were happy when they saw him coming? Never in their life were they so glad to see Uncle Abram. I don't know what kind of conversation they had at last when they left, but it's obvious they felt like they didn't need Uncle Abram anymore. They're going to Sodom. (laughs) But they did need him. And uh, when Abram heard that his brother was taken, was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318. Yeah, but that's not multiple armies. And they're not soldiers necessarily. And he divided himself against them. He and his servants by night, he smote them and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods and also brought back his brother Lot and his goods, and the women also, and the people. They didn't lose a one. They didn't lose a wife. They didn't lose a child. They didn't lose a cow. Or a sheep. They got all their gold back. 
They got their furniture back and their vases back. And their shoes and their socks. Didn't say they got it all back. Brought back all the goods. All the goods. They, brought, they got their hot sauce and the, and the tomatoes and stuff they had put up. They got it all. And verse 17, and the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Kedar Laomer and the kings that were with him at the valley of Shava, which is the king's dale. And Abram ignored him and went to Melchizedek. How many know you need to know what comes first? The king of Sodom, he's supposed to be the big wig around there. He's not just the president, he's the king. But the truth is, they've been crushed. He's been defeated. Their treasury stripped. Their people taken. At present moment, the king of Sodom is king over nothing. <laughs> right, the people are not there. The gold is not there. The stuff is not there. Until guess who comes up with all of it trailing behind him? Abraham. Abraham. Abraham could have made himself king of Sodom and Gomorrah on the spot. He's got it. He's got the power. He's got the soldiers. He's got the stuff. He could have said, well, no, I'm king now. I went and took it. I got it. It's mine. Which is why the king of Sodom, instead of sending for Abraham, comes to meet him. Need to talk to this man. (laughs) He's scared. And Abraham sees him, and I'm sure he had what little entourage he could scrap up in his his crown and his stuff. He says, yeah, yeah, I'll talk to you in a minute. He must have. Look at the next verse. Because Melchizedek had come. Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine. And he was the priest of the Most High God. Oh, hallelujah. Do we know a priest? The priest of the Most High God. And is he not the same kind of priest that Melchizedek? I mean, when the New Testament gives two and three chapters to the subject, you ought to pay attention to it. So what kind of priest is Melchizedek? Verse 19, he blessed him. He's a blessing priest. He blessed him. He said, blessed be Abram of most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the most high God, which has delivered your enemies into your hand. And what happened? And what happened? And what happened? And what happened? Is Abraham tithing? Because it's the law. Is he tithing to justify himself in the eyes of God? This has got nothing to do with law. Nothing to do with law. Or commandments. What's he doing? He is honoring the God who just saved his life. Isn't he? He's honoring God who spared his kinfolks. We got Lot. We got his wife. We got his girls. We got the son-in-laws. Come on, are you listening? We got the stuff. We got all the stuff. We got all. We got the hot sauce. We got everything. Everything. 
And when the high priest comes and says, blessed be Abraham of the most high God, which has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abraham said, that's exactly right. The reason I'm standing here breathing is because the almighty God was with me and kept me. There's no way we could have done that with that God's help. And he tithed. I said he tithed. His response was tithing. I wouldn't have any of this. Except God enabled me to get it. And get it back. So here is the tenth. There was no Malachi 3. There was no gospel. There was no Romans or Galatians. There was none of that. But how many understand honoring God has always been right. And will always be right. Amen. Do I have to tithe? Obviously you don't. Most of the world is not. It's not about having to tithe. It's not about keeping a rule. It's not about a law. It's about honoring God. And you'll find throughout the scriptures that honor and blessing go together. Because when you honor him, I said when you honor him, he's going to honor you. And the way he honors you is by blessing you. Blessing you. And that blessing makes rich. And that blessing protects. Can you say amen? Amen. He gave him tithes of all. And the king of Sodom said to Abram. Give me the people. And you take the goods to yourself. He's willing for him to take all the money. As long as he can have somebody to be king over. (laughs) And Abram said to the king of Sodom. I have lift up my hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth. Does Abraham know who his source is? Does he know who his God is? And he said, I'm not going to take a thread. I'm not going to take a shoelace from you. Not anything that's yours that you should say, I've made Abraham rich. Nobody's ever going to be able to say that anybody's my source except God. That's why I tithe. I know who my source is. Hallelujah. What kind of priest was Melchizedek? Not an Aaronic priest. Not connected to the law at all. He's a priest of the Most High God who came and spoke blessing over Abraham who responded by tithing. Hallelujah. Somebody say tithing and blessing. Blessing and tithing. Tithing and blessing. You get blessed, what do you do? You tithe. God takes care of you, what do you do? You tithe. He protects you, what do you do? Then what happens? You get blessed. Then you tithe. Then you get blessed. And then you tithe. Right? Come on. Honor and blessing. Tithing is honoring God. Blessing is honoring you. Come on, can you see this? Can you see this? Can you stand on your feet, everybody? Praise be to God, the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth, creator, blesser, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to make this confession and affirmation today. Altar workers, come to the front, please. And if you have it in your heart, do it. If you don't, then uh, do whatever you have in your heart. If you still need to think about this, you know, then go search the scriptures and come back. Uh, next week, unless the Lord says something different, 
we're planning on continuing this. So uh, close your eyes, said out loud, Father God, I acknowledge that you are my source. You are the creator of heavens and earth. You are my protector. You are my provider. And so I gladly honor you with the holy portion. I'm a tither. I present my tithe to the high priest. And I receive the blessing. Hallelujah. In Jesus name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.